right. Good morning. Vision Sunday. This is our third, it's our second or third Vision Sunday of our existence. It's my favorite, one of my favorite days of the year when we kind of give a little bit of a report and update on what God has done in the past year and talk about some things that we hear him saying to us for the year ahead. We usually do this kind of the first Saturday or the first Sunday of February. So here you are. Come on. It's a good day to be here. If you're a guest, this is the perfect time. You're, you're thinking to yourself, what's this church all about? I'm going to tell you what it's all about right now. All right. Um, so welcome though. And uh, yeah, if I haven't gotten to meet you, I hope to do so after the service. So find me and we'll get you that gift if you got those connection cards. I got to make sure I have my stuff. I want to try, guys in the back, I want to try to control this with this. Not done it before. I know it's a curveball. I want to do my best just because some of my, some of my things are a little bit all over the place. Um, real quick, this is our mission statement, by the way. It's all, we always want to come back to this. Everything that we do is for this mission right here. Can we say it together? Is that okay? All right, let's do this. We exist to honor Jesus Christ the King and expand His kingdom in our community and around the world. That's why we're here. And we've also got a threefold sort of, we, we, we live out that mission in three distinct ways. This is what we dream of doing. Um, so let's pull this up here. We, uh, we dream, oh, it's me. <laughs> Get with it easily. You're, you're behind the steering wheel. There we go. We dream of being a worshiping family that hosts the Holy Spirit of God. Come on, y'all. We got a taste of that this morning. Isn't this fun? It's, it's not always this way, but we always want the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants to do. And sometimes that means we just got to shift stuff around and say whatever, whatever the Lord wants to do. We also, um, we are a house of prayer that awakens our generation for kingdom renewal. And we're cultivating that prayer room. We have a lot of dream, practical dreams for, for having a prayer room, a prayer house in Kentucky. We also are an apostolic mission that sends people out with power for ministry. That word apostolic, I know that's a little tricky. There's a lot of sort of denominational overtones. When we say that, we simply mean what that bottom line says. Apostolic means someone who is sent out with a mission. So we are an apostolic church, meaning that we, send, we want to send you out on mission with power uh, to, to, to proclaim the gospel and to, to advance the kingdom. So that's our, that's our threefold vision. This is what we've dreamed about doing from the time that we were just a wee church meeting in a living room. Awesome. All right. Uh, 2020, let me just kind of hit some of the numbers for you. And those of you that are nerds and you like stats, we, at the end of 2020, we have 137 people committed on our roster. In this church, we have no dead weight. We don't have an empty membership role with people who came here 5, 10, 15 years ago and never show up. This is an active roster. These are people that are committed, and even, in, you know, even if they're not here because of COVID, they're still engaging with us uh, wherever they can. Uh, in 2020, we did 13 baptisms. That's awesome. And they were cold, too. <laughs> right, Kevin and Kinsey? Really cold. We had 14 who completed KC 101. That is, our, that is our membership class, our entry into life at King's Church. You gave $127,000 in tithes and offerings. That's awesome. We had 188000 in total income. You're thinking, well, where did that difference come from? Well, we are landlords in this building. We have rented out some space 
Uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. Uh, at the end of that, we started our year with about $735,000 in debt. And we closed out our year with $698,000 of debt. Y'all, that's awesome. Come on. We live in a culture that has the opposite. We're like, ooh, where can we borrow, borrow, borrow? No, we, we're committed to being debt-free. We want to get out of this. All of that debt, of course, is, is, the, is the mortgage on this building. We have no other credit cards. We have no other debt besides that. And by God's grace, we're going to keep reducing that down until we are debt-free. Um, we have about $5.4 million in assets. And, of course, most of that is this beautiful campus of where we are right now in 301 Harvard Drive. So those are some of the, uh, some of the stats for 2020. Some highlights. I'm not going to tell you the lows because <laughs> they're not nearly as fun. Uh, some highlights from 2020. We started, uh, I didn't put this up there. We started with baptism. We started with KC 101, but we kicked off in March, 28 days of prayer, with, with, which just so happened to coincide with this COVID-19 pandemic. But there's no connection, I promise. We did not pray that in. So we had a four-week prayer and fasting campaign. Uh, UHOP, that's an unbridled house of prayer. It's what we call our prayer room. We continued our prayer room all through the shutdown. In spite of the shutdown, every week we were having live prayer here. Sometimes it was just streaming from the lobby, you know, with, with several of us. But it was still, I feel like we kept that fire on the altar burning. And it was incredible. Chuck and Sasha for spearheading that. We honor you guys for that. Um, yeah, and it, you hop, we had live worship. We kind of had some live worship going on and, and, in the summer. And we have just sort of resumed and been able to build that back up. So on Wednesday night... This is our prayer room in here. We have live worship, intercessory prayer, beautiful. So come and be a part of that. Uh, we, we, uh, in, in, in April or May, we did about two months of live stream of our Sunday services. Our tech team set up this amazing studio in the front. It was really awesome. You know, it was like gear everywhere, lights up everywhere. So we were broadcasting from that until we were able to, to resume in-person worship. Um, we have shared space with three different organizations uh, Growth Point Church is a church that meets here on Sunday afternoons at 1. About uh, in June, they started uh, meeting here in person. They're not meeting on site because of some COVID concerns, but they're live streaming. So they'll come in here on Thursday nights and record their service. But once this pandemic lifts a little bit more, they will be here about one o'clock. So we'll, we'll often pass with them when our service is done. Uh, the Provision School and Counseling Center is upstairs. This is, a, this is sort of a, um, well, it's a school and a counseling center. It's exactly what it, yeah, K through 12 school. And they have a heart for the Lord. They have a heart for ministry. Um, and so they've occupied the entire upstairs. Um, and then Classical Conversations is a, is a homeschool co-op that meets one day a week down in a few rooms down there. So these three groups, in addition to just being, you know, a, a, life, a, a lively presence in our church, they also pay money to be here, which helps. And those is what make up that difference from, what, 127 to 188,000. So about 60 something thousand dollars in rental income from these groups here. So they, uh, the rent, that has enabled us to kind of have a, have a, have a good break-even budget. So we're excited about that. Um, living room worship, when we started meeting again after we were shut down for a couple months, we started meeting again in, I believe, July. And our numbers were very few. 
um, coming back, you know, maybe 20 adults or so. And it just felt odd to be in this big space, you know, with 20. And of those 20, a good eight of them were volunteering in some capacity. So we actually shifted and went into uh, the kids' central room, this big auditorium right across the atrium. And we set up with, uh, you know, couches and chairs and high top tables and kind of had the whole band and everything right down on the floor. And I don't know about you, but I loved that season of being in there. It was so intimate. It was so powerful. We actually began to grow, get more families coming in. So for me, that was a highlight. And we may, one of these days, just sort of do that again. If we have a, a summer slump with a lot of travel, we may just go in there. I don't know. Uh, Nehemiah Sunday was a challenge. I won't go a lot into that, but it was, we kind of had some financial crises happening in August, unsure of, of, of the future and what God was, was, uh, was, was saying to us. So we put a challenge before the church, before you, to step up, to commit, to help in serving and giving and praying, and, and, and you did. Uh, in a remarkable way, in a supernatural way, you committed and you responded. And we saw an incredible turnaround um, in that. Um, we created an operations team, did a little bit of restructuring of, 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 our, of our teams, and we created an entire operations team to help manage the operations of this building. So, you know, finances and office, um, building, uh, building and grounds, maintenance, all those kind of things. And Bill... Bill is, is spearheading that team over there. He's got two or three other guys that are serving on that team, but that has taken a tremendous load off of me, and it's helping give him some structure for, for ways to get involved. Um, in spite of the shutdown, we've had some amazing family events. We've uh, had picnic at the park a few times. We would just, right after the service, you know, whoever was free, we would announce it. Whoever's free, grab a lunch, go through the drive-thru, and go to Shiloto Park. And let's just have fun and let our kids play. I think we did that one or two times. We're going to do that again whenever the weather gets good. It's really wonderful. So uh, fourth on the farm, fellowship on the farm. That farm refers to our, Meg and I are the Easley Farm down in Wilmore. We've had some, some uh, fun events down there. We did Thanksgiving feast here, um, Christmas Eve service. So just a lot of fun family events uh, in spite of all of this. Uh, a big highlight, of course, was, you know, the financial crisis in the summer and, and how God has helped us recover from that. Uh, we, began, we began August with just several hundred dollars in our account. We had some unexpected expenses that came out of nowhere, which wiped out our reserve. Um, and we were really facing a crisis because of, again, Nehemiah Sunday, uh, through your faithfulness, we were able to recover from that and, and build that full reserve, uh, well over $30,000 in the bank. So we're thankful for that. Um, and of course, the, the highlight is many new families. Many of you came to be a part of King's Church this year. Um, and it, 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 it's, it's a strange year. There's a year ago, you know, we're not the same group that we were. There's many faces that we've not seen yet because of, because of the shutdown. And we hope that they can come back soon and others have joined. So uh, it's, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been an interesting year. So some of, that's some of the highlights for that. It has been a year of shaking and sifting. Someone say amen. amen. Hebrews 12, 28 says this, therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are in a, we're in a culture that has been shaken radically this year. We have seen things that I've never seen in my lifetime. And things that we took for granted as a nation and as a culture have been shaken or taken away or called into question. Um, and we're still not back from that. Um, so 
It's been a year of exposing just how, uh, how temporal things are in our world. But Hebrews, so we've, we've experienced that. We're not immune to that as a church. We have been shaken as a church. Let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So the Bible reminds us, you have a kingdom that can't be shaken. The world's going to be shaken around you. We have, we have a kingdom that cannot be. So we've been reminded of that in a year of shaking that God is still on the throne. It's also been a year of sifting. Luke, uh, Jesus says these words in Luke. He's with his disciples there at the end, and the disciples are all jockeying for position. They're arguing over who is the greatest in the kingdom, who gets to sit next to Jesus, who is the top dog, you know, and, and Peter's all bowing up, you know, being all arrogant. And Jesus says this, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So sifting is, is a, it's a painful process. It's a painful process where there's a lot of loss and separation, where, where there's some broken hardness. We've been through that as, as a church. We have been sifted as a church. And we have been refined by fire. And it's been difficult. And in all of these, the Lord is sort of almost doing a reset. He's calling us back to first things. He's calling us back to our mission. And, and we didn't really get off mission. You know, we're not that old, you know, so we didn't get off. But it, the, Lord, the Lord through this process is just saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to sift. I'm going to refine you for my work. We had to, it's almost like we hit pause in 2020. We'd gone through this process, and now here we are again. The Lord says, okay, I've sifted you now. It's time to get to, get, get, get to work. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of 2020. In, in a nutshell, some highs, a lot of lows, some joy, a lot of pain, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of change up, a lot of sifting, a lot of shaking, all of those kind of things. And we're not alone. Many churches have closed their doors this year. Uh, many churches have, 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 had to, have had to cut staff uh, because of financial uncertainty. Uh, many people have, have stopped going to church and likely will never resume again in their lifetime. They've found that it's easier not to commit to a body. It has been profoundly disruptive for the body of Christ. And we, we're not immune to that either. This is the wrong time to plant a church in the middle of this. But here we are, really a year old when all of this hit. Uh, but God has, been, God has been good. God has been faithful to us. And he's kind of releasing some words we began to sense this at the start of the year when he began to point us back to the Old Testament and to some of the messages uh, of the prophets. We looked, at, uh, we looked at Aaron, the first high priest, and his, um, and his sons, and the weight of the calling of the priesthood upon them. And the price of God's holiness is pretty, because we believe that we're called to be a prophetic church who raises up another generation of prophetic sons and daughters. But there's a weight to that. There's a cost to that. There's a demand to be used by God. If we're going to be used by God in fullness, he requires us to be a holy people set apart for his purposes. So our vision 2021 begins with this simple verse in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. Joshua says, Can consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And just a, a, a bit of context on that. If you know some of your Old Testament history, Moses has led the people out of Egypt. They're heading to the promised land. They sin. They're wandering around in the wilderness for 40, 40 years. Moses dies, and Joshua is next in command. And Joshua now is charged with bringing the people, God's people, into their promises. 
moving them out of the desert into Canaan, into the place where, 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 where God's, what God's, God's future is for them. And they're standing on the east side of the Jordan. They've got to cross over the Jordan. And then from then they have to occupy the land. It's, 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 um, it's currently occupied. Um, and and the Israel, people of Israel have never been here before. They've never done this. They've been slaves for, you know, generations in Egypt. God brought them out. They wandered around. God provided everything for them. But now they're, on, they're standing on the edge of promise. And they're wondering, can we accomplish what God has for us. We have a vision that God's given us. Can we really do that? And Joshua comes and Joshua says this one simple sentence that's going to frame their understanding of their relationship with God for years to come. And I think it's going to frame 2021 for us. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. So that's my challenge for us is two things. I want us to consecrate. Consecrate means to set apart for a purpose. Your Bible might say sanctify yourself. Maybe your Bible says literally set yourselves apart. It's, it, that's, it's what it means. The first part of this challenge is that I want in 2021, we as a faith family, we will set ourselves apart for his glory. We will commit ourselves to being a, a, a holy people. We will not be like our culture. We will not take the shape and the values of our culture. We will be countercultural. And we will bear, by His grace, we will bear the holy image of God as a church. We're going to set ourselves apart for His glory. We want to do that you know, in, in, in many ways. We're, you know, we're, we're going to aim to do that as individuals, we're going to aim to do that as, as leaders on our leadership team. And that's our challenge to, to anyone that is up on stage. Are you set apart? Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that we're like super spiritual. Doesn't mean that we're like, you know, holy superheroes who read the Bible five times, you know, five hours. That's not what I'm talking about at all. It's not about performance. It's about any of those things. Just in our heart, have we said, God, I belong to you and for your purposes alone. That's what consecration means. I'm not going to have one foot in the world. I'm going to be all in, all in. So that's going to be our challenge for all of us. It's going to be a challenge for our kids, for our students, for our, our staff, and our leadership team, for ministry. That's going to be our challenge that we put out before people. You can belong to God. You can be wholly given over to God. That's the first part of this challenge. And the second one is this. We're going to watch him do wonders around us. And I, I kind of grew up, you know, um, I grew up, in, in, a, in a sort of a Christian subculture that was very concerned with the first one of those. You need to look the right way. You need to dress the right way. You got to act the right way. Here's all the things that you don't do as a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Anybody grew up that way? Kind of almost like in legalism, just a lot of legalism. Just like you kind of grew up looking this stuff. But I didn't get a lot of, I didn't, I didn't get the sex so that God is unleashed to do what he wants to do. If we are in a ready position of consecration, God says, now I can get to work. Now I can do wonders among you. If you guys get off the stage, God says, I can take center stage. And that's exactly what we want. We want God to take center stage. We want him to do incredible things in 2021. So here's some things that I'm expecting to see. I'm expecting to see these. If I don't see these, it will be disappointing for me. It will be deeply disappointing. I will question my calling as a minister. 
I will question everything if I don't see these because this is the thing that, these are the things that God wants to do in us this year. I think he wants, he wants, we want it, we're going to expect to see an increasing awareness of God's presence. I expect to see that. I expect people to walk in anytime we're gathering and just say, wow, do you feel that? What's going on? <laughs> That's the glory of God. It's here. I want people who have never encountered God just to feel something about the weight of God's glory in the room. I'm also expecting that we're going to have many salvations and fillings of the Spirit because that's what God wants to do. We've been seeing that. You know, we have. We're going to see more of those. Um, We're going to see more people empowered with gifts for ministry. Some of you know what your gifts are and you're using them faithfully. Others of you are thinking, I don't think I have any gifts. Guess what you do? You have the Spirit of Christ inside of you. If you have the Spirit of Christ inside of you, you have gifts for ministry that you didn't have before. And we're going to see more people empowered with those gifts, using those gifts here as a church. Um, I expect we're going to see more miracles and healings. Do we believe that God heals every single time we ask for it? No, we don't. But I do believe that God wants to do more than we're seeing more than we're seeing in our culture. God's a supernatural God. He wants to show himself powerful. So we're going to see more of those. Uh, we're also going to see an increasing power in prayer and fasting. We're going to see uh, just this joy, this incredible joy begin to come upon you as you guys begin to take steps forward in learning to pray, learning to intercede, learning to fast. You're going to begin to say, I never knew it could be this meaningful. I never knew it could be this powerful. I never knew that I could see breakthrough whenever we come together and pray. We're going to begin to see this. We're going to see increasing power in prayer and fasting. We're going to see deliverance and breakthrough. I believe God is going to be bringing us people that are in bondage just so that we can say, you're free in Jesus' name. He's going to free them. He's going to break chains off of people. We're going to see supernatural provision. We've seen it already. We've seen it this year. You know, we were in a very bad situation and all. we had no, no means, no means of being here. And we just said, we're going to pray, God, this is your house. You got to provide. He's going to do the same thing for you and your families. We're going to see this. God has not promised us wealth, but he has promised that he will provide for us as we trust him with the whole heart. So we're going to see this. We're going to see favor in relationships. God's going to open up doors of influence and favor for you in your work, in your school, in your relationships. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you clarity. He's going to give you, just make you men and women of influence. And we're going to see, of course, an expansion of the kingdom. I believe that. I believe these are the things that we can expect to see. You guys, you guys all right? Come on. I can't see you because of the lights. I got to hear you to know that you're there. (laughs) Um, A few strategies and some strategies and initiatives. And it's, it's always hard to plan kind of for, you know, for a new year because, you know, Proverbs says that man has his plans, but God is the one who really directs the steps. So we've got to make plans. 
We hold them with loose hands. We, we heard all kinds of specific things. We were just convinced that we'd do this, this. You know, we had a big unbridled, unbridled conference event planned. We had to reschedule two or three times. You know, we were going to do another King's, King's Fest in August, invite all of our neighborhood friends, or in October, invite all of our friends. We had a lot of plans that all just were shelved. Does that mean we shouldn't make plans? No, of course not. It just means that we know. You know, man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. So here's some strategies and initiatives that, we, that we're... That we're kind of moving towards and wanting to, to, to implement this year. And there will be things that God says, oh, I've got bigger plans than that. You know, so um, one of those, of course, is, excuse me, 28 days of prayer. We want this to be a yearly, um, a, a yearly campaign for our church starting in March. We're going to walk through four weeks of, of praying of corporate prayer, of individual prayer, and fasting, some corporate events. We come together, some nights of worship when we do that as well. Right, we want, we're going to continue to build our house of prayer. We've been having live worship, as I mentioned. We want to continue to do that. Uh, our plan in 2021 is to expand from just a single night to maybe multiple times throughout the week when we have um, an open prayer room with live worship where people can come in and be a part of that. We want to continue to cultivate prophetic worship on Sunday morning. Um, this, this morning, is, it's a good example of what we mean by prophetic worship. Um, it doesn't mean that we're just, you know, unregulated. It just means that we, again, we kind of keep things. We haven't planned. We have an order. You know, I can show you the little sheet. We've got our things ordered out. Here are the songs that we're doing. But we kind of keep them with open hands because we believe that God wants to speak and adapt and adjust as we go along. Um, so we're, we're cultivating that. This is a good example of this. I'm so thankful for these musicians here and for their heart for prophetic worship. Uh, and we want to continue to build, build this experience here on Sunday morning. We're going to offer Kingdom Boot Camp again, KBC. That is a four-week uh, sort of introduction to supernatural ministry. It looks at a theology of the Holy Spirit, a theology of, of Pentecost, a theology of the gifts. You know, how do you discover what your gifts are? It's sort of this crash course primer, four weeks for that. We're going to offer that again. We're also going to offer, for those that have already been through KBC in the last two years, sort of an advanced class, advanced kingdom training, how to go, how to go deeper um, in, in, into, some of these, uh, into some of these gifts. One of our strategies is, is expanding our small group offerings we don't really have many of these. We are still, as I said, a very new church. We are volunteer, uh, volunteer driven. Um, so we just we depend on more leaders that, that the Lord brings in to do some initiatives. We cannot do it all. And we felt like the Lord has said right now, I want you to focus on cultivating a presence, cultivating a, a worship and prayer that hosts the presence of God. And out of that will be the overflow um, so we've not done a lot of small groups. Some of them have emerged. Embrace is a group for, uh, for mamas that's been around even before the church was started. And some of you are here because of Embrace. Um, and that group is growing 20-something women usually per week. Um, King's Men, uh, we, meet once a, we meet once a week on Friday morning at 730 um, right here. And that group is growing. Um, there's also some, some uh, classes. I know Sharon has been teaching a class. But our, our dream is to have more of these sort of small groups that cultivate um, accountability and fellowship. And they may or may not meet here. Some may meet at homes. Uh, and Lord may be putting a finger on some of you to, to, to be a small group leader. So that's, that's a strategy that we, we want to implement. Um, we also want to keep uh, implementing some kingdom curriculum for kids and students. We believe that the Holy Spirit has 
a role for them to play here and now. They are not the future of the church. They are the church even now. And the Lord can and wants to, to use all generations uh, for kingdom business. So we want to begin to train and equip even our youngest ones that they have a role to play in the kingdom of God. Um, and we want to do um, more outreach family building. A, um, we're doing some outreach to a nursing home here in our neighborhood. David and Marcy were leading that. Aram and Beverly would go to that as well. Um, because of COVID, we've had to hit the pause on that as well. And um, in the last several months, uh, we've had a chance to go to Lighthouse Ministry. Uh, Jackie's been taking teams down there twice a month uh, to, to serve um, sort of those in need at Lighthouse. So we want to continue to expand and, uh, and open those up as well. Um, all right, a couple things. I wanna, I, I'm, wrap, I'm moving through this. I'm wrapping this up because I want to I wanna end with a couple things here. I want to make a commitment to you. We're going to make a commitment to you as, as church leadership team. Uh, we think it's important to know what you can expect from us, what you can expect from me and our leaders. So here's some commitments that we want to make to you. First of all, we commit to align all decisions with our mission. We want to ask that. We want to bring any kind of decision back and say, does this help us accomplish our mission of honoring Jesus Christ the King and expanding his kingdom? There may be many good things that come along. There may be some good opportunities that come along that we have to say no to because they don't align with our mission. So I want you to know that, that we are, we're, we're, we're very tunnel, you know, we've got tunnel vision. We're going to focus in on this one thing right here. Um, we also will practice transparent stewardship. Uh, we will be upfront uh, with you regarding um, stewardship decisions. We're not just going to carte blanche make you know, big decisions about property or buying or selling or any of these kind of things. We'll be transparent with you about, um, about where expenses have gone in the past year and what our budget is for the new year. Um, we will cultivate honor and humility. We want to model that for you and cultivate that in all of our teams. We value that. We want, we believe that that's fertile ground where the Lord can, can begin to grow is in a culture of honor and humility. So you often will see uh, some of the leaders, people on platform who are vacuuming, cleaning a toilet, picking up trash. That's the kind of atmosphere that we want to have is where the greatest and, and the least all, we're all sharing the same, uh, the, the same, the, the same thing. Uh, we will guard the unity of this church. We will, we will guard that jealously. We are, we are a unified church right now. That does not mean that we all agree on everything. We don't. Come to a staff meeting on Mondays. <laughs> we have different opinions about things. We don't have unanimity, but we do have unity. We all, we all understand this is the mission that God's going to do. And even if we disagree behind closed doors, we can stand together. Um, so we're going to guard that. So if, 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 if there are threats that come in that want to cause division or strife, we're going to guard the unity. We're going to guard the authority of our church. We're going we're gonna to guard that as, as, as best we can because we value you. We value your hearts. And we know that many of you have come from churches that have been very painful. Um, and ultimately, we will work for the glory of only one. This church is not for you. It's not about you. It's not about me. Whose name is on the sign? The king. We will work for the glory of only one. Whatever we can do to bring Jesus glory. How can we bring him glory? So we're not going to do this perfectly. We're going to make mistakes. I promise you we're going to make mistakes. 
We are not professionals, you know, but that's our commitment to you. So some things that I want to ask from you, I want to ask for your commitment on some areas. First of all, I want to ask that you commit to belong to the church family. That's not a push for membership. I'm not talking about formal membership. You can be a formal member and really not belong to the church family. I mean, not very long. We'll kick you out. But regardless of that, we want you to belong relationally to the people around you. Do you hear what I'm saying? I do. I want you. People, they may drive me crazy. I'm asking you for that commitment. Commit to this family. Second thing is I want you to, to commit to be equipped to serve. You're made for great things. You're made to serve. You're made for gifts. You've been made to, to, build, to give yourself to this. And I want you, I want you, I want you to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be equipped to serve. I don't know how to do many things. I don't know what my gifts are, but I'm willing. I'm willing you for you to find the right tools and to find the right armor and put them on me. That's what I want from you. I want you also to protect the unity of my church, your church, our church. Don't gossip. It's deadly. It's cancerous. If you got a problem with somebody, go to them in love and talk it through. And we've seen that recently. We've seen that in the last year about potential threats or this kind of stuff kind of keeps going, and the, by, the, by the grace of God, these people were able to go to one another, and what we thought was this big area really wasn't. It was kind of a misunderstanding. Don't give in to that. That will destroy the unity of a church. If you've got an issue with the leadership, come and talk to us. We really are pretty open-minded people. We're kind of cool. We'll have some coffee and talk about, your, talk about what your concerns are. Don't just go backbiting. Don't post on social media how much you, know, how much you wish you know, your church was some, a certain way. That doesn't help. That doesn't bring honor to the Lord at all. It just makes the unbeliever say, yeah, I figured there was, you know, there's a reason why I don't go to church. Don't do that. Guard the unity of your church. It's his church. Also, I want you to commit to support it through giving. And many of you have stepped up and started doing that this year. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I say this before. Don't give because we need it. Give because you need to be a giver. Because you need to be like Jesus, and Jesus is a giver. He gives lavishly, unconditionally, sacrificially. And he wants you to share that same, kind of, that same kind of vulnerability. And God says, the more that you give away, God says, I'm going to pour back onto you. I've seen it myself. So I want you to experience God's provision in your own life. But you can't do that if you're hoarding everything to yourself. So I want you to, to, to support this church through giving because you're going to see God's promises unfold. Amen? And finally, I want you to commit to lead your family and others into a kingdom lifestyle. I don't want you to tune out at 12 o'clock on Sunday, then go home and forget about kingdom stuff until the next Sunday. I want you to live and breathe the kingdom of God. I want to help you do that. I want to encourage you to do that. I want you to encourage me to do that, right? Because it's hard. But that's what the world needs. For the king and his kingdom, that summarizes our mission statement. So I know I've thrown a lot of things at you guys this morning, a lot of data, a lot of details, you know. Um, I have not been more excited for the future of our church than I have in the last several weeks or months. And I know I can say the same for your leadership team as well. There is a contagious energy and a contagious confidence that God is about to blow the doors open. There's no greater time to be about kingdom business than right now in our culture.
and we're going to see, and it's going to get hard, but we're going to see such incredible joy, incredible fruit, incredible breakthrough in areas that we've not ever seen. Can we do this together? Come on, let's stand up. I want to pray for us. I want to bless us. That's all I've got. We did some ministry time earlier, so we're out of time. But if we can, if we can minister you even after the service, we'll do that. We'll hang around with you. But I want you to make that commitment. I don't have a card. I don't have anything at all. I'm not going to ask you to sign anything. Ultimately, ultimately, it's up to you guys to say, yeah, I'm linking arms. This is what I want to do. I want to give myself to whatever, whatever the year holds. So let's pray together. Come on. Let's pray together. Lift up your hands, church. So, Father, we celebrate what you've done this last year. We thank you for what you've done this last year. You've done some incredible things, God, even in spite of the weight of a global shutdown. You have done miracles. And you've been sin. We stand again, breakthrough. And we're going to commit. We're going to consecrate ourselves. Lord, we consecrate ourselves. We set, us our, set apart ourselves and our church to you. We invite you, Lord, to prepare our hearts to root out anything that doesn't belong in 2021. This is not a New Year's resolution, God. This is just an open cry to come and cleanse our hearts so that we can be fully in your life, fully in your presence, fully in your purposes this next year. We consecrate King's Church to you. And we're going to watch you come and do wonders. You're going to do wonders in our own lives. You're going to do breakthrough in our children. You're going to bring prodigals home as you've already been doing. You're going to heal some bodies. You're going to, you're going to bring breakthrough in, in areas that, have, that have for years have been, have, have we been suffering through. You're going to do that in this year. You're going to deliver and save and empower and equip and call and send out. There's nothing we'd rather give our lives to, Lord, than your kingdom. So we commit to that for our king and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.